everyone, and welcome back to the Film Girlies podcast. It's Emily and Fiona, and today we are going to talk about the Oscars. It's Monday, March 13th, and we spent the weekend together, actually, which was really nice. I flew to Calgary. We did not record the podcast together, but (laughs) we spent the whole weekend together. We had a lovely weekend. Emily watched Top Gun Maverick. I I did watch Top Gun Maverick again. <laughs> she and did. We watched the Oscars, and it was glorious. How many times have you seen Top Gun Maverick now? That was my fourth viewing. When did it come out? Last May. <laughs> yes, I have watched Top Gun Maverick four times in less than a year, Emily. There's no need to look that shocked. What do you expect of me? I realize our podcast listeners cannot see, like, my face. Yeah. Um, describe video. Emily just has her jaw on the floor. She is um, absolutely flabbergasted that I can that I watched one movie four times in a year. Oops. Yeah. Because, I mean, I rewatch movies, but not to your level. I don't think. I've watched Moulin Rouge three times in September. Yeah, like, that's, that's intense. <laughs> anyway past my rewatching habits. We are um, here to talk about the Oscars. We are here to talk about the Oscars, which we're, that we're hoping that's what you came here for. So. We apologize if we are not our usual energetic selves. We had a long, long weekend. <laughs> I'm going to let you fill in the gaps on that one. So we watched the Oscars in all of its glory. Honestly, I thought this production was really good. Yes, I completely agree. I think that this year's Oscars just as the Oscars just the Oscars just as a television special were strong this year. Both technically, I feel like everything kind of smoothed over better this year like one segment to the next and one thing to the next was it wasn't as clunky as it's been. Yeah, they had, like, smooth transitions. I think it's because they had a host. I feel like in the past few years with no host, what they've done is they've had, like, one celebrity come out and be like, here's this person presenting this award. And so it's just so many people. And, like, they're for no reason. So having one person do it, I don't think all of Jimmy Kimmel's jokes landed, but I thought he had some some good ones. L. Ron Hubba Hubba has had me rolling. I thought that was really, really funny. I will never not that laugh was- at a Scientology joke. That was so funny. I didn't know that that was the leader of Scientology guy. And then when Fiona said it to me, I did. That was that was hilarious. That was freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. So we had yeah. some winning I moments. Think... We had some slap jokes. We had a lot of slap jokes, which we were expecting, I think. They, they weren't as bad as I was expecting, honestly. But they weren't few. They were not few. They, they did make few. it 10 minutes, though. I made a point of counting how long it took them, and they made it 10 whole minutes into the broadcast before joking about it. So I think that's a win. Honestly, I'm going to take it as a win. Yeah, I'm going to take it as a win that we didn't open the that we didn't open the Oscars with a hello, welcome to the Oscars, and this is where we hit other people. That's obviously a really bad joke, but like... Yeah. I, you know, I agree. Impressed. Mm-hmm. Impressed. I think with also with the production value, I think um, for all of the technical categories, so the ones that are not, um, the awards that are not being given to giant celebrity directors and actors and whatnot, um, they showed the people 
nominated for each award actually doing the work on the set which i thought was really interesting like you would have a clip of like someone like the costume like they had the, they had the costumes on stage during best costume design and they showed like the vfx breakdown when they were doing visual effects and like the work that the people who were nominated put in to their movie i thought that was very special i think it was like an apology for what they did last year but i will take it because it's i think it was just really well done and i was in it a good call for them to make I completely agree. I do think that they realized how hard they fumbled last year in terms of getting rid of those categories. And it was also so stupid last year because they got rid of the categories to save time in the broadcast. And the broadcast ended up still being really long because it's always long. It's the Oscars. And in the broadcast, they were like, oh, earlier today, so-and-so won blank for this. And it was like, okay, well, we could have just done it Mm -hmm. here if you were going to take time to do it anyway it was stupid so i'm glad that they kind of i'm glad that they reincorporated that into the ceremony i like seeing those awards given out because the movies we watch wouldn't be nearly like as cool or entertaining without all of the behind the scenes people who make it work exactly 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 well fiana shall we dive into our into the categories here and talk absolutely one what um let's start supporting actor i feel like that's a good place yeah that was a really great place to start the whole show because it had emily and i crying almost immediately literally almost immediately ariana debose crying when she was reading his name that nearly sent me as well that was just so (sighs) That was so special and so lovely. And I mean, Fiona and I were both cheering for him to win this Oscar. We both also would have, um, if it went to Barry Keegan, that also would have been great. Yeah, I would have been happy with him or Brendan Gleeson winning as well. But, you know, okay. it was the sleigh. That speech was really good. Tears were shed. Everyone was very happy. And that's honestly, that's all we can ask for. I really like when everyone is kind of on board with someone winning an award because it makes it feel more special almost, you know? And it's not like awkward silence in the audience. You know, it's like with someone who's well-respected and everyone wants them to have their moment. So I'm really glad that Kei Kwan had his moment because he deserved it. Yes, he deserved it, especially after the career that he's had in the industry, but also just as a celebration of his performance in that film which was phenomenal mm-hmm. so seeing all of that come together was like a beautiful little bundle and i really enjoyed it and fiona and i were crying we were crying yep it's always like one of the supporting actor actress categories that makes me us violently sob last year when ariana debose won best supporting actress i am not kidding i had a full meltdown of joy because i love her but it was a, it was a meltdown. It was like I was like crying. Fiona had to like almost like hold me down. I don't know. I remember like you and Fiona, you, you and Fiona, you are Fiona, you and Diana, our friend Diana, who we were watching the Oscars with last year, um, came and then like sat with me. Yeah, when they were reading it because it was intense. So, yeah, that one was rough, girl. Um, but that's okay because we all have our moments. I haven't had my moment like that yet. I'm worried for when that happens, but we'll, we'll, 
I'm sure it's not too far off in my future. <laughs> well, with the next year we have coming up for movies, which we'll get into another time. Um, <laughs> I said that so ominously. I know, I like another it. Time. <laughs> yeah, with the year coming up, I, f- I feel like your moment's coming. So, Oh, it's coming, girl. Enjoy. That's going to be a bad one. Um, I sent you a TikTok right before we started recording, so you wouldn't have seen it. But it was um, Ariana DeBose meeting Morgan Freeman backstage. And she sees him, and he's just standing there. He's, like, coming up to talk to someone else and standing near her. And she goes, <gasps> and she just, like, gasps, and she looks at him. She's like, hi, I'm just, like, a really big fan. My name's Ariana. <laughs> it was so cute. It was oh, literally so sweet. So I sent it to you. I know, because she didn't even say, like, he, I don't think he knew who she was. And so she was oh like, no! Hi, Mariana, it's so nice to meet you. It was cutesy. Um, yeah. That's anyway, so cute. I'm excited so to cutesy. watch that. That's super cute. Yes. So, best supporting actor, we slayed. Great, great outcome. Emily, what's our next one? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up for best supporting actor. Let's get into best supporting actress because let's have this conversation and let's have it now. I don't think anyone saw this outcome happening. At least I didn't. No. I honestly didn't. So, as a review, we had Angela Bassett, Hong Chao, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Hsu in the running. So, pretty stacked category, in my opinion. There's one... One performance I hadn't seen, and then one performance where I was like, hmm, maybe... Maybe they're out of the race on this one, you know, just not. And that person ended up winning, and that was Jamie Lee Curtis. And I want to preface this by saying that I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's fantastic. I think she's a great actress. And I think that she's she's contributed. I think that she's contributed a lot to Hollywood. And I love her. But I don't love that she won over A, Angela Bassett. And B, Stephanie Hsu. Yeah, this one felt like a career award to me rather than like a performance award. There's not a single bit of everything everywhere all at once is in like emotion, like emotion or story that like needs her that much. You know, like it's not balancing on her shoulder. Stephanie Hsu carries the entire emotional integrity of the movie. She plays the daughter, but also like the villain, and she has so much to carry in the movie, and she does it effortlessly. Like she didn't even look like she was like having a hard time. And Jamie Lee Curtis is just there, and I'm just very confused as to why she like won this. I'm I just think that people saw this category, and they're like, oh crap, I'm for I don't really know, like I don't really care, and they just voted for the name that they recognized. You know, like that's what it was giving me. Because, like, Stephanie Hsu, Carrie Condon, and Hong Chao are not the biggest names in the industry. And so I am assuming just most of us went to Angela Bassett or Jamie Lee Curtis, depending on whoever was, like, they just recognized their name, so they put it down. And that's what I, I felt like. I'm very, um, I haven't seen Hong Chao in The Whale, but I've seen all the other nominees. And every single one of them made me cry, except for Jamie Lee Curtis, so I'm not really sure why she won. It's especially weird that Stephanie, she was in the same freaking movie as Jamie Lee Curtis. And looking at those two performances together, there's a clear and obvious winner for this category. And it's Stephanie Hsu. 
like you were mentioning. It's just the it's just insane to me that you could go in and watch that movie and say, "Hmm, if I were going to give a best supporting actress award to one of these women, I would give it to Jamie Lee Curtis." No. Again, we love her, but not this role no. and not I want her to win. I wanted her to win an Oscar, but not for this. She should have won an Oscar for Scream Queens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like there's only so many times we can say that we didn't want her to win. And so just know in our hearts that we do not did not want her to win that. And I think we can leave it there. So in case you missed it, TLDR, we aren't happy she won. But we love her. All right. And the next category we're going to look at here is writing. So both of the categories for writing. Let's start with adapted screenplay. So we had All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. And Miss Sarah Polly takes the win for Women Talking. I'm so happy for her. I love to see Canadian women writing awesome screenplays and making awesome movies. I'm very happy that she took this because I don't think the other ones None of the other movies um, that I've seen, at least, relied on their screenplay as much as Women Talking did, obviously. And I'm very Mm -hmm. glad that she won. I think I would have been very upset if Women Talking was completely cut out of the show, as some other movies were. (laughs) Like some other movies were. Like some other movies were. Yeah. We were, again, also just a clear obvious winner here was Women Talking. It really relied on its script like you said Mm -hmm. i don't have much to say about this one i think it's it was the right choice and the academy made the right decision so yeah we can't be mad when they do something good so no rioting here we're gonna i will be be writing a little bit for this next one though original screenplay yes okay so after adapted screenplay we have Original screenplay. The nominees were The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness, and Everything Everywhere All at Once took home the award. I was happy to see this, Fiona. Well, I think it's well deserved, but like I'm not. I am just upset that Banshees of Inisherin and Tar are two of some like the two of the best written screenplays. And the two movies were completely shut out. As much as I joke about like movies sweeping, it really is a joke. I don't, I don't want to see one movie take home every award. I want to see a lot of different movies recognized for different parts. Like obviously, the strength of Banshees is its screenplay, and so it should be recognized by winning something for screenplay. Much as like as we'll talk about later, like everything everywhere all at once took the editing best editing award because it truly was the best editing and that's a big strong suit of the movie but i don't like i don't i joke about dune sweep constantly but i don't want to see it win every single award just because it's dune i want to see it win the awards that it's like best it best like it's like a best example of what a good of the best original screenplay could be you know does that make sense i i get where you're coming from here um I also just think that this category, it was full of great screenplays. Yeah, it was. Maybe, I mean, no offense to the Fablemans. I liked that movie. But if that won in this category, I think I might have been a little miffed. 
Um, <laughs> just again against the other ones. So yeah, I, I also I totally know, I totally know what you mean. I like to see more. The more movies winning awards, the better, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, the more movies that we can give credit to, is better than giving credit to less movies. Exactly. But still a still a deserved win. Still a deserved win. It is now the part of the Film Girlies podcast where we complain about something. Today we're complaining about All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> because oh my god, I feel like we were just talking about sweeps, so this is a good transition. There was a solid like hour of the broadcast kind of in the middle. They're giving out all the technical awards and i was just practically i was like if oh my god if all quiet wins another freaking oscar right now i'm going to riot i was so sick of hearing i found this meme and it was just like the poster of all quiet and i I don't know what tv show movie or it was was it's always sunny in philadelphia it was so funny but it was like i'm sick of it (laughs) Here are all the awards that All Quiet on the Western Front won. We have Best Cinematography. We have International Feature Film, which we saw coming because they always give the one international feature that they nominate for Best Picture the Best International Feature Award in the category. (laughs) They always do it. They always do it. Um... Music original score, which I was not happy about, as discussed. No, I hadn't seen. I haven't seen this movie when we talked reactions. I don't think. Me neither. I didn't like the score for this movie, and I think Justin Hurwitz should have taken it for Babylon. I enjoyed I also... the score, but Babylon deserves it way more. <laughs> yeah. Why did the yeah. three dubstep noises win? Anyways, back to the all quiet sweep. Production design. And that's that's that. There's a lot more in my head. I think it just because all the awards happened, like, one after the other. And so it felt like there was, like, a solid, like, 20 minutes there where I was like, oh, I think all quiet might take best picture. You know? Like, I was we getting worried. worried worried um i had something to say what was it oh i saw someone on twitter say um that it can't be that hard to make a war film look ugly for production design and i thought that was pretty funny um (laughs) so i don't i think cinematography it was the best option in that category as grandfather roger deakins said in an interview this week the oscars cinematography um category this year is not representative of the cinematography of 2022 um, because it cut out almost every single movie that's actually well shot um so all quiet was the best possible outcome for cinematography from what the oscars gave us to choose from it could have been worse we could have we could have had the cgi casino elvis the cgi casino could have walked away with an oscar emily can you believe that Elvis also didn't get anything. But yeah, mm-hmm. cinematography, weird category to start with. 
and again, I thought it was a good movie. I thought All Quiet was a pretty good movie. I know Fiona saw the original and she liked that one better. But so much better. I didn't, I didn't see the original. I thought this one was fine, but I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that good. It was a war movie. The Academy loves those. That's all I have they, to say about that. Yeah. Um, watch the original 1930 film, All Quiet on the Western Front. I think it makes the characters feel a lot more human. And it is not completely dependent on 2023 special effects. It is dependent on storytelling and writing. And even then, the visual effects for 1930 are pretty incredible, as well as the sound. And so please go check it out. All Quiet was sweeping. We were worried about a Best Picture win. But luckily... It didn't happen. Yes, Fiona? You know what did what they didn't sweep? Hmm. They didn't sweep Best Sound. Because you know who did? Top Gun Maverick Oscar Award winning film. I know that's right. Fiona was very excited when Top Gun won their one award. It was a very exciting moment for Miss Fiona. It was, actually. You were very... Oh my gosh. Cheery. I'm just so happy. Fiona actually went, yip, yip, yippee, when it happened. Um, I really did. She said that exactly, actually. I'm pretty sure I just screeched. I think so. Yeah, that's okay. I needed a screech moment. I didn't have any other good screech moments because everything else felt kind of like, I kind of knew what was going to happen. Me too. It felt pretty predictable. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just kind of, a lot of the ceremony did. It was like, oh, so-and-so won this, okay kind of saw that coming i just can't decide because like as much as i want the right people to be like taking home awards i also live for the drama you know i live for the drama now even though top gun um had no acting nominations even though tom cruise should have been nominated for best actor and he should have won okay anyway anyways best tom cruise was not nominated for best actor but Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Paul Mescal, and Bill Nye, not the science guy, were nominated. And Brendan Fraser took home the award. Fiona and I have not seen The Whale. I will watch it eventually. I like Darren Aronofsky. I don't know how I feel about The Whale as a film that depicts a fat person brief yeah. side comment brief side eye to the academy for giving them best makeup are you kidding me we put in fat fat, That's we put in fat people in fat suits and giving them awards now seriously quick side note over anyways brendan fraser seems like a chill guy i don't really know too much about him actually if, if i'm being honest like i don't have anything against him i just haven't seen his performance so I thought Austin Butler had a chance of taking it. I think it was between him and Austin Butler. I cannot cannot believe we live in a world where, like, those two were the top two contenders. Like, I, I also have not seen The Whale. I have no plans to watch it just because the clips I've seen honestly look bad. <laughs> it looked kind of cheaply made to me, and so I wasn't I'm, I'm not going to watch it. It's better things to do with my time. So I can't comment on his performance. I think he's a very lovely little man. Like, he seems so sweet. I'm genuinely happy that he is having, like, his moment now. You know, I think it's important that everyone has their moment. 
However, the fact that, like, Colin Farrell was, like, not a lock this whole time is just, like, so weird, you know? Like, all of Banshees and Inishirin is, like, resting on his performance for him to be able to make the jokes, and but also to make you, like, love him and want the best for him and you feel for him when he's going through this, like, time with, like, the whole story is, like, he's the lead actor, you know? All of the characters are responding to what he does and his line delivery is so, like, comical but also, like, heart-wrenching and it's so beautiful and I just don't understand. Um... And then Paul Mescal blows everyone out of the water with one scene in After Sun. Like, literally, I don't understand, like, why these two were not... Like, thinking about Paul Mescal in After Sun makes me want to cry. Like, I start to tear up because he was so phenomenal. And no one has seen the movie. And I am just so glad he got nominated because I think he needed to be recognized for that performance because he is, like... For a man who's only 26, he played After Sun. Like, he has had decades of life experience and like trauma and he did it so so well and so i'm very frustrated that these characters that felt so real to me while watching the films lost to a performance from what i have seen of it feels um not like a mockery but like it doesn't feel like a real person it feels like a movie character it feels like someone who was who won best makeup and hairstyling, you know? Like you can tell that it's not as rooted in reality as After Sun and Banshees are. I'm I'm there with you on that. I haven't seen After Sun yet, but it is quite high on my watch list. I do want to see it. I just don't have time for a mental breakdown. So mm-hmm. might have to wait. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see when it comes up. All in all, not our first our first choices didn't win in this category um my first choice was honestly colin farrell yeah that's why i put down so our first choices didn't win but lots of you know talented actors in this category we both of us haven't seen living so we can't comment on bill nye's performance um at all and i don't know anything about that movie at all so i'm excited to watch it i'm gonna try it out soon it's okay yeah. that we did not get we want what we wanted this year because next year Killian Murphy will win Best Actor for his performance in Oppenheimer and all will be right in the world. We started our manifestation early. early. Oh yeah. Early. It didn't work this year. I put instead of putting Oscars in my personal calendar, I just put the event as Colin Farrell wins an Oscar and that did not work. So I need to start really in advance this time to make sure I get what I want. I'm what Killian Murphy Murphy deserves, honestly. What if he does bad in the movie? I don't he think won't. he will. I you know he won't. Do bad. But like, no, no, you haven't. And you know what? He will do it looking hot too. I know. You ever seen The Edge of Love? Don't watch it. I stopped halfway through because I could not deal with it. It was so horribly made. But he was given the performance of a lifetime. Okay, per. I won't watch it, but I, I take. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Maybe it was just an anti-Irish night. They really said they hate the Irish people. They hate the Irish, except they don't hate the Irish because they gave it the to the short, short film, film live action was an Irish goodbye. Yes. So they don't hate the Irish that much. Just a lot. Just a lot. <laughs> they just hate the rest of them. There's so many Irish people. St. Patrick's Day, baby. I know. I'm I not know. Irish at all. 
I am. But I want I'm to feeling... be because of this never felt patriotic until I saw Colin Farrell look at that donkey on stage and I was like yeah here we go I love the Irish people we should win everything that was so cute was so cute you know who was you know who was really robbed for best actress this year Jenny the donkey Jenny the donkey where was her nomination speaking of best actress <laughs> speaking of best actress we had Kate Blanchett Anna de Armas Andrea Bisbro Michelle William Michelle <clears throat> Michelle Williams and Michelle Yeoh in the running for this category. And our winner was the one and the only Michelle Yeoh. This category could have gone one of two ways, in my opinion. It could have either gone Michelle Yeoh, which which it did, or it could have gone Kate Blanchett, which I also would have been fine with. Like, both of these, for me, those two performances, I didn't. I honestly didn't even have a preference as to who was gonna win there i just yeah i was i would have been happy either way and i think it could have gone either way fiona i'm so happy michelle yo won it i think she's been an important part of like movies for like a very very long time and i'm very glad to see her finally getting like that recognition especially in like the like american films awards season race you know um, I first saw her in like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon when I watched that like a long time ago, and she was so fabulous in it. And I've seen her in a few different things since then. I think she's so deserving, and she looks so beautiful up there. And I am so glad that she won because she definitely listen. I love Kate Blanchett. I think she's incredible in Tar. She got her two Oscars. We can move on, you know. We can move on, and we can move on to Michelle Yeoh, our queen. I agree. She is so deserving of this award. She looked, like Fiona said, she looked gorgeous. Probably, honestly, one of my favorite outfits of the evening. I'm trying to think of any other. There weren't a lot of outfits. This isn't film related. This is fashion related. And we're not fashion people at all. But I don't know. I I didn't think of, I didn't have many outfits this year where I was like, ooh. But Michelle Yeoh, I loved her. I loved her outfit. Okay, three things all about fashion related number one if you are the top winner like if you are austin butler and everyone's telling you you are gonna win best actor you do not wear a plain black suit look up his outfit from the vanity fair after party because he looks so good and it wasn't a plain black suit and so he needs to take some lessons from number two paul mescal paul mescal looks so good the white like his, his pants so lovely the white jacket i adored and you know why because he gets his fashion advice from the icon fashion man of the whole century timothy chalamet who did not attend the oscars but you know what he did attend the vanity fair oscars party but he didn't walk the carpet and so i have one image of him and i am literally living off of it right now like that's like what's feeding my soul was it last year that he showed up with the black sparkly blazer with no shirt underneath because that was a look that was a serve he understands what the woman wants he understands us and when he wins an oscar wearing the silliest little thing but he still looks hot in it you will all get it thank you that's the day you'll be like ah yes fiona from the film girlies podcast was right about this yep when he wins an oscar for dune messiah which they have not greenlit or announced or even announced plans of making you will all understand i live in my own little world (laughs) i love delusion in my delusional era we're in our delusional eras honestly Oh, Babylon won Best Picture. Actually, did you know? No, did you know, know Babylon won Best Picture? Babylon hype rise. We were robbed. We were robbed this year. 
we 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 write it on Ew, where were we we've gone like seven years off track michelle yo i love you i would do anything for you i'm so excited to see what roles she takes next and how i'm so excited to see the dress she wears when she presents killian murphy his oscar next year <laughs> so excited to see the dress she wears this and I can't wait to see. Girlies. I can't wait to see what Brendan Fraser wears when he presents Best Actress to Margot Robbie for Barbie. Actually, no. When he presents Margot Robbie with the Best Actress Award for Babylon, <laughs> a year after she should have been nominated. Yeah, next year. Next year, Babylon. Guys, we messed sweep. up. We messed up, guys. Babylon wins. We read, you guys, we read all of the wrong envelopes. We can just keep doing this, Damien Chazelle. I'm so sorry. All of them said Babylon. <laughs> All of them said Babylon. I'm so Every sorry. I don't one. know. I don't know what happened, but Babylon won everything. Adapted screenplay, original screenplay, editing, score, sound. I like how they. <laughs> I like how they went adapted <laughs> and original screenplay. <laughs> both, both screenplays. You know what? It even, so won the, it even won the Oscars fan favorite award last year. The one that they made Twitter fans vote for. It beat Justice League. Babylon one actually. That was too funny. Also, why'd they have that? That's a conversation. For Spider-Man to win. But it's like, okay, anyway. (laughs) We got really off track. In conclusion, Babylon really did win Best Picture in our hearts. It's gonna win Best Picture next year, just like it won Best Picture last year. Remember that, Emily, when Babylon won Best Picture before it was released? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. It was a crazy moment at the Oscars. Um anyways, since it did not win this year, Emily, would you like to enlighten us as to what was nominated and what did win best picture or best directing oh did we forget best directing well it's just i just i just remember that damien chazelle won best director for babylon so it's fine i know damien chazelle won best director for babylon last year it was crazy and he won this year again but also the daniels won (laughs) they gave it to both of them (laughs) (laughs) they gave it to three men (laughs) Daniel, Dan, Daniel 1, Daniel 2, and Damien Chazelle. Daniel 1, Daniel 2. Which one is Daniel 1 and which one is Daniel 2? Daniel 2 is the one with the little thing on his glasses because I think it looks stupid. Oh my god, I... Yeah. The tall one. The tall one. Yeah. Can't the old lady glasses go in? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry I skipped Best Director. Martin McDonagh, I'm so sorry. Steven Spielberg, I'm so sorry. Imagine making a movie so personal about your own life and putting all of that effort into sharing the trauma that made you who you are and the Academy being like, yeah, good job, but no. <laughs> I think this is Daniel. I think this was the Daniels Oscar to take, though. Like, can you so imagine too. it going another like, way? Because I can't. If Jamie Lee Curtis can win an Oscar for every other performance he's done, but everything everywhere, we can give Steven Spielberg an Oscar for his for being the best director to ever live, maybe. If I beat Steven Spielberg in the best director category, you would never hear the end of it. So good for the Daniels. <laughs> That's true. Can you imagine? That's the biggest flex. Yeah. That's the biggest Yeah. No, that's the that's the best thing you could do. I would never have self confidence issues ever again. But like yeah. Real. I beat Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Hello? That's impressive. I think I think I would have liked to see Todd Field take a win here too for Tar. 
because Tara is so masterfully like crafted. But yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't Tara's year. It wasn't, and I I loved Tar, and it, it was sad to see it go home with no Oscars again. Also, glad that the Daniels won directing, and that brings us to Best Picture to Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which I think we just all saw coming. Yeah, except for my weird twenty minutes where I was like, "Oh no, is All Quiet on the Western Front going to be the secret sweep?" But yeah, we got what we wanted in the end. That's what matters. We did. We got what we wanted. It was a good moment. I yeah. I feel like this one just wasn't like this. Oscars was like, it went well. You know, there was no secret there- movie hiding in the wings to take everything everywhere all at once is gold. There was no green book. <laughs> in conclusion, Angela Bassett did not do the thing. The Academy actually did not recognize Viola Davis as the Woman King. Blanchett Kate, you are a genius. Tar apparently is not a genius. And Jamie Lee, I guess you really were all of us. <laughs> Jamie Lee, you were everything. Everywhere? All at once. Once? <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining our very chaotic and sleep-deprived episode of the Film Girlies podcast. Fiona, tell us what we're going to be doing next time. We will be discussing how beautiful Ewan McGregor looks in a slutty little musical theater vest in the incredible 2001 film Moulin Rouge. That's right, baby. It's Moulin Rouge episode time. Sing for us, Emily. Why does my heart cry? That's your sink peek. Gorgeous, incredible, never been done before. Thank you. We'll see you next time. I hope you all watch Top Gun Maverick. Thank you. I love you, Miles Teller. Emily, say I love you, Miles Teller. I love you, Miles Teller. I do actually love you, Miles Teller. Okay. Mm, Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.